Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Writing Cabin with Tara Benner. I'm paranormal fantasy author Tara Benner, and this is my cabin. We all need escape into story from time to time. So come on in, sit down by the fire, pour yourself a nice hot cup of coffee, and let's talk books. Now, before we get started today, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank all of my wonderful patrons. Patrons, your support not only funds the creation of new short stories, but it tells me that you enjoy my books so much that you want to support them and me directly. Patreon is a platform that allows readers to support authors with a small monthly contribution. And if you would like to join our Patreon family, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash Labs. I create a brand new exclusive short story every single month, as well as a monthly video diary. And you can gain access to that entire library of short stories for just $2. Or if you pledge $3 a month, you will get each new novel I release as an ebook, and you will get that before anybody else. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash Labs. This week's featured book is Lawless. That is book one in the Lawless Saga. When Lark was sentenced to 25 years behind bars, she thought San Judas was her lucky break. The primitive 16,000-acre community in rural New Mexico isn't like any other prison. There are no cells, there is no warden, and Mother Mercy is the law. She didn't realize she'd be fighting for her survival on a daily basis, or that the world as she knows it is coming to an end. Lawless is free right now wherever books are sold. I will put a link to that down in the show notes. So before I dive into my little life update that I do, I wanted to acknowledge something for those of you who might be watching on YouTube. So the title of this podcast is The Writing Cabin with Tara Bunner, and I always introduce it like, come into my cabin. But if you're watching on video, you'll notice that it doesn't look very cabiny in here. And that's because I'm actually recording this podcast from my office. Uh, my office is currently where I write, uh, but my writing cabin is under construction and it's about a quarter mile that way on our property. Um, when my husband and I built this house, it was honestly the hardest thing I've ever done. It was a, It took three years. It took everything we had and we did not have the time or the funds to complete the writing cabin at that time. So it is still under construction. Um, I don't know exactly when it will be done, but um, in the future, you can look forward to me recording live from my cabin. Um, but right now, the, the writing cabin is more of an idea because it's a place that I come every week to talk about what I'm writing and what I'm reading. And so use your imagination if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, but that's all I'll say about that for now. It's time for the little life update that I do each and every week. And this past weekend, I had my first official Mother's Day. Uh, my son is almost nine months old and I kind of celebrated Mother's Day a little bit when I was pregnant with him, but this is the first official Mother's Day that I had. And me, my husband, and my son went down to Canyon City, Colorado for Blossom Fest. And they had this wonderful parade and a little arts and crafts fair. There were all these marching bands, which 
is really exciting for me because I'm a former band geek. And so I love watching all the high school marching bands and kind of critiquing and, and listening and just reliving that experience because I was totally a band geek. And there's a really cool restaurant down in Canyon City called Whitewater. And they have this huge outdoor space with sand volleyball and hammocks. And there's a playground if you have older kids. And it's just this wonderful, wonderful place to have a meal and hang out for a little bit. The weather was gorgeous. So we just sat out in the sunshine and kind of soaked it all in. So that was a lot of fun. And Canyon City also happens to be the location of a particular prison that I needed to lay eyes on as I'm writing the new spinoff series. Um, It only makes an appearance in one scene, but it's a really cool prison and we pass right by it on the way into Canyon City. And so this is not the first time I've seen it, but I really kind of wanted to absorb it a little bit more before I wrote the scene that it appears in. So that was fun. I also got to get away for a few hours on actual Mother's Day, which I felt kind of like a poor sport for being like, what do I want for Mother's Day? Really, I want to like get away from here (laughs) by myself. But I think when you, anybody who has a young kid or an infant can understand that, that sometimes the best thing is just to have a couple of hours of quiet to yourself. And so I went to my favorite local coffee shop, Wild Horses Cafe uh, in Florissant, and I wrote for a few hours, and it was just lovely. But the Mother's Day gifts just keep on coming, because I haven't been watching that much TV lately, and the TV I have been watching has been Outlander uh, as it comes out each week, and I realized that since I took my like break from Netflix, all these shows that I watch have released new episodes. So there's new episodes of Grace and Frankie. There's an entirely new season of The Last Kingdom, which I've been waiting for forever. So (laughs) last night I got to watch the first episode of the new season of The Last Kingdom and uh, it just, it sucked me in right away. I just love that show so much. The books are also really good. Uh, I've read a few of the books. And so uh, if you like kind of this idea of Vikings and battles and, um, kind of, I don't, I don't really know how to describe it, but it's, it's just this really great historical show that spans decades. Um, it's, it's fabulous. Just go watch it. If you like Outlander or period shows of any stripe, you'll love this one. So highly recommend The Last Kingdom. That's about it for my life update this week. Now it's time for my writing update. And Warrior Witch, book six in Witches of Mountain Shadow, and The Witch's Fortune, which is Fiona's prequel novella, both of those are still with my editor, Jackie. I'm looking to get those back from her this weekend. And so Warrior Witch will be available to patrons at the end of next week. But the official launch is going to be June 6th. So that's 6-6 for book six. (laughs) Uh, I didn't mean to do that. And I was at Papa Murphy's the other day picking up my pizza. And my sister-in-law was texting me about the series because she's caught up. And I was like, oh, book six comes out on 6-6. And I, (laughs) I was so excited. Not because of 6-6-6, but just 
all the sixes just aligned perfectly and I didn't even mean to do it that way, but thought that was kind of cool. Uh, so while I'm waiting for that, I've been plotting out the first book in the Mountain Shadow spinoff series. And the way I write is I do a super detailed outline for whatever book I'm about to write. And if it's the first book in a series, I will create a rough outline for the entire series, no matter how many books are going to be in it. And I don't actually know for certain how many books are going to be in the spinoff series. And so I did like a kind of a loose outline for a four book story arc and a six book story arc because I really liked having six books in Witches of Mountain Shadow. I felt like that was a really good length to tell some fantastic stories. But in previous series that I've done, particularly my dystopian stuff, really like five books was my limit. And so, <laughs> um, and I, I've had a series where it felt right to wrap up at four and I won't do really less than four. I don't, it would have to be a really tightly contained story for me to want to only do a trilogy, but I plot out if it's four and if readers are kind of lukewarm about the series or I'm kind of lukewarm about the series, then I will wrap it up at four. But what I'm anticipating is that it will end up being um, as many as six books. So I kind of plotted that out and that allows me to really think about the overarching story in terms of the whole series and help me, helps me lay the groundwork for little things that I want to seed in early that are going to kind of become relevant or problems that are going to come to a head in the final books. So that's just a little something that I've picked up after, gosh, uh, eight and a half years of doing this, something like that. And so, uh, yeah, 20 some books later, I finally learned how to plot one. <laughs> and so as I was outlining the series, um, I was doing a lot of research on medieval knights because they're one of the main characters in book one is a knight. He's not necessarily from the medieval period. He's from another realm. But if you think of kind of epic fantasy, it's usually set in medieval times, even if there is magic or some more advanced technology that wasn't around in the actual medieval period. But to kind of get a feel for him and his clothing and things like that, I was doing a lot of research. I ordered a whole bunch of new books and I'm also, I was also casting the series and this is something I do. Um, I've done it for oof, probably since the fringe, I want to say. So my second series is how long I've been doing this. I will actually cast real life actors uh, as I am creating a new series. And so I, I will pick out a character or I pick out an actor that I think really fits with that character and I'll put their picture in my character sheet. And that just helps me make them real in my head. And I can kind of picture what they look like, how they move, what their voice sounds like, the type of things that they'd say, especially if they're these actors who are kind of typecast, if that makes sense. And, uh, oh, I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget <laughs> Emma Stone. Is that her name? The, 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 um, the actress who was in Easy A and she's been in a whole bunch of stuff. She's in a lot of comedies. She was in, um, Zombieland 
that's who I'm picturing for the main character, Sloan. Um, and so that really helps kind of inform how she would talk, the kind of things she would say, and it just it helps me out as I'm writing. And uh, so since I was doing all this research and shamelessly looking at photos of attractive actors, um, now my YouTube recommendations are like super out of whack. So here's a sampling of what YouTube is recommending to me right now. The true story of Uhtred of Bebemba, baby feeding, purees and baby led weaning, get organized and clean with me. How well do outlanders Katrina Kaff and Sam, uh, Hewen, I don't know how to say his name, know each other. Top 10 cartilage piercings. What my body looks like after having two kids back to back. I have no idea what prompted that last one, um, but YouTube is very confused as the type of viewer I am. Um, speaking of YouTube, if you are listening to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, I had mentioned this in the beginning, but um, you might be interested to know that you can actually watch all the shows on YouTube now. And if you discover the show through YouTube, welcome. Um, make sure you check out the audio version of Ether Witch, which is the first book in the Witches of Mountain Shadow series. I recently bought out my narrator on that and I posted book one on YouTube. I won't be putting the rest of the main series on YouTube, but eventually I hope to put my performance of the prequel novella Blood Ties and The Witch's Fortune on YouTube. So stay tuned for that. Um... That was a little segue, or not a little segue, a little diversion from kind of talking about the spinoff series. Um, I, like, as I said, I plotted that and I actually just started writing it a couple of days ago. So I think Wednesday, I want to say Tuesday, I think maybe I started writing it. Yeah. And I already have something like 10,000 words written on the manuscript. And so that's pretty good for me. It's really kind of flying out of my head as I write, um, partly because this world isn't entirely new to me and there are some recurring characters, uh, really only a few recurring characters and only one that I've written about so far. So Wesley is back in this one and I just recently nailed down the witches that I'm going to bring back. So Bellamy, I'm going to bring back. I decided last night, I kind of had this epiphany last night as I was getting ready for bed that I needed to bring back Geraldine and I was going to just have her make a little cameo as kind of this grouchy old witch. Um, but I realized that she's actually going to have a more significant role in the main character's backstory. And so, um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Uh, <laughs> But I made the mistake of sharing a few things about the spinoff on my Facebook page. And one of the things I shared was that Wesley had a new dog in this series. And the reason he has a new dog is because his old German shepherd, the Colonel, uh, you know, it's the, the spinoff takes place 24 years after <laughs> Witches of Mountain Shadow ends. And I don't know of any German shepherd that could live that long. And so <laughs> I made the mistake of telling my readers on Facebook that, and a couple people were really, really unhappy with me that the Colonel had passed away. And it wasn't like I made the decision to kill him off because I would never, ever, ever kill a dog in one of my books. Like I, 
there's a website called doesthedogdie.com. And anytime I'm going to watch a movie with animals, I always go there to make sure that animal does not die. And so I would never kill a dog off in one of my books, but it's been like 24 years. Like, I don't think the Colonel could still be with us. And, uh, one reader suggested that I have Fiona magically make him live longer, but that's not that's not really within the scope of her powers, I don't think. And so he has a new dog, but for those of you who are upset about that, please know that the Colonel lived a long and happy life and died peacefully in his sleep of natural causes after playing fetch with Wesley all day. Um, so I won't say any more about that because it makes me sad just thinking of the Colonel passing away even after all that time. But that's it for my writing update. It's time for what am I reading this week? And this week I am still reading Any Witch Way, which is the third book in the A Witch in Wolfwood series by Lindsay Broker. Oh, that's a tongue twister. And I'm still listening to A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Mass. I'm really into it, but I did start also listening to another audiobook. I'm concurrently listening to Blood Ties by Lindsay Baroker, which is book two in her Agents of the Crown series. And honestly, the reason I started listening was because I needed something to switch to whenever Farah was irritating me in A Court of Mist and Fury. Um, but I'm at the point, I'm over halfway through the book, and I think we've kind of come out of like her slump that she was in after her time under the mountain. Um, and I agree that all of that was necessary for character building, but it's not a short book and it got a little tiresome, I have to say. <laughs> um, but I'm actually, I'm enjoying A Court of Mist and Fury so much more than A Court of Thorns and Roses because I feel like the world building is so much richer in this book. I am super interested in Resand and all of his friends in the Night Court, I think that there are all these new kind of creepy characters that are introduced that are just super interesting, like the Weaver. I'm a little disappointed that Lucian has gotten not that much screen time in A Court of Mist and Fury, but I have to assume that he's going to come back because at some point, Feyre is going to have to talk to Tamlin, no spoilers, um, at some point she's going to have to talk to him and, you know, Lucian is always around. And so I'm hoping we get some more Lucian time in as this book unfolds or possibly in the next book. I'm not sure how many books are in the series. I know there are at least three. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really glad I gave this one a chance because as I said, the world building is just dazzling. Like it's, the way Sarah J. Moss writes is kind of like a feast for your eyes, and it's very immersive, and so I'm enjoying it immensely. But as I said, sometimes I did need an audiobook as a break, and so that's why I'm listening to Blood Tides, because it's a little bit more lighthearted. Um, and for those of you who might be confused, I also have a title called Blood Ties. It's a novella, but this is not my book. This is Blood Ties by Lindsay Baroker. Um, in her Agents of the Crown series. So that's what I'm reading this week. We're about to wrap up here, but before we go, let's check the mailbox. And this week we have a YouTube comment from Jesper. Very cool name, by the way. Um, 
Jesper writes, I recently found your Witches of Mountain Shadow and enjoyed it so much. Well-written, very interesting lore and world, and I really wanted to hear more. But alas, YouTube then provided me this video, and yeah, I ended up subscribing. I may end up getting the books as they become available. I really want to hear more about Fiona and her gang of misfits. But I can't help but think, you seem to turn the narrative toward a potential romance between Fiona and the cop, but then you spend more time describing her brother in detail in terms of the physical appearance. Are you going for Fiona having feelings for the cop, but at the same time lusting for his brother? I find that idea interesting, just curious though. So I wasn't actually going to answer this one on the podcast because I don't want to give any spoilers since Jesper hasn't reached the end of the series yet. Um, but I do want to address it because this is something that comes up fairly frequently in one way or another. And so if you don't want any spoilers um, for the relationships that unfold in Which is a Mountain Shadow, now would be a good time to turn off the podcast or the video. Um, but for those who have been wondering the same thing and might have gotten farther along in the series, I will say that the reason that the relationship early on between Fiona and Wesley and Fiona and Gabriel kind of baffles readers is because I, when I first conceived the idea for this for Ether Witch, I intended Wesley to be Fiona's love interest. He came to me kind of fully formed at the very beginning, and I was like, oh, a mortal cop. Perfect. Great, great love interest, especially when we're talking about kind of solving a murder mystery in book one. And Gabriel then, of course, came out of left field and kind of stole the show. And I don't remember when I first came up with Gabriel, if I was still plotting the book. I think I had actually begun writing the book. And Gabriel came out of nowhere. And I kind of just fell in love with him as Fiona's love interest because I love the enemies to lovers trope. I love, you know, people with unreconcilable differences, finding a way to be together. That's just something I love. And uh, I also felt that Fiona and Wesley in a relationship wouldn't give that push and pull that the story really needs because there's just not that much conflict. Like Wesley's a good guy. He, you know, um, yeah, he's a good guy. Fiona is a nice person. They make sense on paper, even though, you know, the witch mortal thing could get in the way. Um, it's not as big of a conflict as a witch and a hunter. And as it turned out, Gabriel was just so much more fun for me to write. He's become one of my favorite characters. And so that's why Fiona and Gabriel. So thank you for sending in your question, Jasper, if you're still listening. If you, dear listener, have any burning questions you'd like for me to answer on the podcast, you can send them to tarabenner at gmail.com, or you can post them on any of my social media channels or on YouTube. I am at author Tara Benner on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also post them in our secret reader group on Facebook, Tara Benner's Reader Revolution. That's all I have for you this week, but feel free to stay in my cabin for as long as you like, my metaphorical cabin. We can drink all the coffee, you can crack open a good book, hopefully one of mine, and have a wonderful weekend.